Hey, fuckers, what up? It's Christina Hutchinson. And Corinne Fisher. You're about to listen to a clip of our show. Guys, we fucked the anti-slut-shaming podcast with very special guest, Fortune Feemster. If you're in Coney Island tomorrow, uh, the 14th of November, come see us at, uh, come just Google it, Coney Island Horrors, and you'll see it. It's a a drive-in show. Uh, You can probably get tickets through Stand Up New York Comedy Club. Yes, and uh, Bricktown Comedy Club in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, November 19th. Through the 21st Baltimore, Maryland Magoobies November 27th And the 28th Corinne Fisher and I Will be there So see us And enjoy this clip With our interview With Fortune Feemster Yeah Well I also was I had a whole other element Where I I was gay But I didn't know it And You didn't uh, know it Okay I didn't know it I, I wasn't in the closet I just legitimately <laughs> Did not know it That's so fascinating <laughs> So were me. you gay then? Were you gay If you didn't know it? No I guess I was just Kind of asexual Yeah Like so I, I didn't have that rapport with men, like uh, any guy that I met, we just kind of immediately were like high-fiving, you know, we didn't have those <laughs> pheromones or whatever you call it, you know, because no yeah, dude was yeah. seeing me like that, that's the one for me. And I wasn't <laughs> feeling that vibe either. I mean, I was always, I have a lot of male friends and I, I have two older brothers, so I've always been very comfortable around dudes. Like, yeah. I talk to them very easily. So we always just had a very chill bro vibe as soon as i would meet guys and then i would be like i don't understand why no guy is asking me out on a date <laughs> oh so there was actual <laughs> legitimate confusion did you find yourself so, so you just weren't alone to yourself in your room like but you so you but you didn't feel sexually attracted to women either i like i was like infatuated with certain girls at different points in my life not knowing why Okay. I my one of my first stand-up jokes was uh, my mom would uh, I would get very intense about friends and my mom would it would just confuse it, her so much she'd be like I don't understand why I get so upset when your friend Michelle goes out on a date with a guy and I was like because she's my best friend <laughs> shut up mom mom you don't understand. And she'd be like, okay, but she's de- it's normal. She's going on a date. And I would be like devastated. Oh. So I, I just didn't, I just, I thought I was just like, our friendship's so strong. I don't want anything to come between it. I didn't You're know just a person who took friendship sacredly. So seriously. <laughs> yes. yeah. I was the person like signed my friendship pact. We'll never not be friends, right? <laughs> but I there are heterosexual so... women like that though, yeah. because I know I had to like un- I had to basically like unfriend, but not in a digital sense, a woman because I was like, this is there's I don't feel the same way. You know, I don't I like you, but this is too much and we gotta break up. <laughs> I've had some platonic friendships like that where you're like oh this is, you are too intense for me yeah no thank yeah. you but i was that person in high school <laughs> junior high i i bawled when this one one girl on my basketball team moved away i'm like <gasps> oh. my mom was like just a teammate i'm like yeah <laughs> she's more than that she's such a beautiful person well i never had like i was never like secretly kissing or holding hand there was no it was very okay. innocent were you yeah. did you masturbate when you were in high school no i'm telling you i was like just out of the loop i didn't, <laughs> I didn't even know just living know your you life touch it <laughs> i could barely see it how could i touch it <laughs> i in high school i never i didn't do this until oh i was like 25 26 
But I, I think it was after I watched an episode of Sex in the City where they're like, you've never looked at your dot, dot, dot. And I was like, uh-huh. wait, should I look at it? And then the I Charlotte at- Mirror episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you ever look at your vagina in a mirror? It remind, that reminds me of the Fried Green Tomatoes movie. That's my I love oh, yeah. that movie. Uh, Kathy Bates yeah. playing that old woman trying yeah. to get that mirror down there. Yeah. That, that was oh, that I scene. Was, I was Kathy Bates. Like, yeah. Even <laughs> and her 15, husband, Ed. Like, <laughs> yeah. In the parking lot of the grocery store rear end. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's such a good that was oh, that No, I never tried to get a mirror down there. It was, uh, you know, I'm not very flexible. <laughs> And uh, I, I really would, I wouldn't have known what to look for. Did you have a heads up on puberty? Like what would happen to your body? My, mo- my mom would try to have like little talks like, well, you know, you're almost that age where your period's coming. And I'm like, ooh, 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 don't do that. <laughs> sure. uh, so she would try, but I was very like, um, uh, I would, you know, I was a tomboy. So I'd be like, oh, don't. You know, when it finally came, I was like, Mom, oh, I, need a, I need a pad. That's what she, that's what she wore. And uh, I didn't know I how. I, I didn't even start using tampons until like <laughs> four years ago, honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had that in the hotel room. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, my mom didn't use You just do what your mom did. So like, exactly. Giant pad. <laughs> I remember being at a girl's uh, birthday party, and it was like we were playing in the backyard in her sprinkler. And I think we were like oh. 10. Mm-hmm. and one of the girls was like 11 or 12 and her yeah. like bathing suit accidentally came down because we were all like running and like, playing yeah. or whatever the fuck and she had pubes and oh, i never seen pubes dang. and i was like no i was heartbroken oh I was wow like, that gonna, you I'm didn't, gonna get you didn't pubes. have them or you wanted them no i didn't have them and i didn't want them i'm like what the fuck is that wig on your pussy like what <laughs> There is something it's that's scary. like heartbreaking about like are heartbreaking about like seeing like it's not aging as I'm getting old older it's like the maturing yeah. and like that exiting childhood that kind of like I, I don't, it broke my own heart too and I don't I, I'm it's not like I'm obsessed with childhood or anything yeah. like I just I'm like ugh this is, looks like a whole predicament yeah. well that's the thing you you reach an age where you realize oh i'm gonna have to start taking care of more things yeah yeah maintenance uh, yeah be responsible yeah. I gotta deal with this once a month. I gotta uh, freaking shave this, cut this. You're like, just I just want to, you know. The boys were just like, they don't even have to wear existed. A shirt if they yeah. don't want they, to. They just woke up. They don't even have to sit down when they pee. You're just like, why do we have all the work? Yeah, they don't even have to be nice. Honestly, they don't have yeah. to do anything. <laughs> no, and they get applauded for doing just the most basic of the things. Bare minimum. It's it's something, man. Girl, it's I something. know. I have two brothers, so did they? Did you it. watch? Did they get raised? I mean, every sibling gets raised differently, even if you're like twins. But uh, because I read yeah. a lot of books about parenting, <laughs> um, just because I <laughs> I did just did not case. get what I needed, um, as a child. But uh, did you notice? Like in my family, I had an older brother. And there were, he was allowed to do things. And then when I reached that same age, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this too. And my dad was like, nope. And I would go, is this because I'm a girl? And he was like, that's exactly right. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, I was so (laughs) mad. Did you notice that you were raised differently than your brothers? Well, we have, my oldest brother is like six and a half years older than me. So Mm. uh, they tried to be like the the good parents for him, like rules and yeah. Uh, they bought him lots of new clothes and he, everything was tried. They tried to be very structured. And then by the time I got to be what his age was, then, 
Uh, my parents were divorced, so it was like the wild, wild west. They were just like, yeah, <laughs> whatever you want. Yeah, make some cereal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the younger you are, the, the, the less <laughs> they care. The more they're phoning it in. They're like, we've done this before. Yeah. It's not as exciting. Were, was so the he, divorce hard, traumatizing for you or, or like? Uh, yeah, what, what, I mean, what? I was 12, so it was mm. more just like, um, it was just more dramatic than anything where you're just like, oh. Like this, why is life more difficult now? Yeah. Um, and, 12, uh, that age. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I sort of became like the caretaker and the responsible one, I think, because of it. Uh, but like my middle brother, he just went buck wild. He was like, it, he went on a tear of like partying and doing whatever he wanted to. He was like rebelling because of it. Yeah. But I kind of. I think at 12, you're just kind of like, I just want to make everyone happy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Depending on your personality, but yeah. And then that, did that produce, um, cope either coping mechanisms or ways of relating to people romantically or platonically that were troubling for you in your personal life? Cause I feel like when you're, an adult, when you grow up too fast as a kid, that mm -hmm. that'll find its way into your adulthood in ways that you don't expect. Right. I think for me, it made me, um, too willing to, except the bare minimum from people. Yeah. And, uh, and I found myself in a number of relationships where I was just like excusing bad behavior or I was um, trying to fix people or, yeah. you know, trying to solve their things, but putting my needs, you know, behind or, or being willing to um accept that you know they don't want to commit or that mm. oh I'm, you're you're you'll do for now I always kind of felt like people were yeah. sort of approaching me like that yeah and I was just allowing that like, to okay. be the case because yeah because I yeah, came from that damage and so I had to really look at that and um be on I had to finally get to the point where I knew I deserved better than that, but that took a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, it's a lifelong thing. And once yeah. you realize that you're like, okay, now I have to act on it. That takes another year. And then you have to, I don't know if you went through this, but like, cause I, I tweeted the other day. I was like, I, I think my type is a guy who misses someone else. Everyone oh, I've man. dated it's always after they got, <laughs> dumped by somebody that they really loved. And I come in and I'm like, it's okay. You can cry. And then they just, and then they, uh, put then you, them then in you shape make and, them better. Yeah. And then they and then, break up with me and then they go off. Um, uh, but no, that like, yeah, I was doing, I was dating a lot of people that were like, I just don't, I don't want anything serious. Let's just ha have, so you like, ca like casual oh, partners. Like, you don't want anything yeah. serious with me. That's exactly. really the end of it, but you don't want to hear that or notice. You don't even want to. I I pushed that out so hard, <laughs> and it took me a while to realize that. And I saw that you know a lot where they would be like, "I really it wasn't you," and I was like, "Yeah, but it was. It was That's okay. Yeah." yeah. And uh, but I got I got lucky in that. Well, I had a, a number of those you know just relationships that just were not right and weren't. Um, gosh, I don't even know, and they weren't even real full-fledged relationships a lot of yeah. them a lot of them was like dating for three or four months i'll be comfortable okay. with whatever you want us to be okay oh yeah exactly yeah. I, under I understand that yeah <laughs> but i did the work i did therapy for like three years just really focusing on that and uh still dated a few of those during that time and then but but, but finally when it clicked the last one uh the last bad one ended and where I was just like, I don't want to do this. Like, yeah. I don't, I just want to be happy. 
Yeah. And I would rather be alone than keep dating people that, you know, were exhausting you. Know, you. It's exhausting. And, and, and where you just feel like you're not good enough. Uh, yeah. And then I, I, so I just like sort of resided to like, I'm just going to not look for anybody. And then I, of course, met my now partner. Yeah, you guys have such five, a beautiful five relationship. Five and a half years. Thanks so much for listening to that clip of Guys We Fought the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. If you want to hear more, we are on Luminary. You're going to head over to luminarypodcasts.com where you can get a subscription for as little as $2.99 a month and hear uh, other exclusive content from people like Lena Dunham, Russell Brand, Michael Rappaport. Roxanne Gay, Trevor Noah, everyone. Yes, enjoy. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.